Welcome to Sunday Schmooze with Rabbi Mendy Kievman from the Chabad House Jewish Community Center on Cedar Street in Milford. Sit back, relax, and enjoy a stimulating discussion of news and humor from a Jewish perspective. Ladies and gentlemen, here's Rabbi Mendy. A good week, a good week. Shavua Tov. So how was your holiday of Rosh Hashanah? How did you ring in the new year, the year of 5782? Here at Chabad, it was very special. You know, being now the second Rosh Hashanah, or we might call it the second COVID Rosh Hashanah. We did everything we can to allow any Jew who wanted to, to hear the shofar, take part in a service, or enjoy a holiday meal. To do that, as we talked about in the past, we had our traditional service inside, we had our truncated service outside, we had a family program, a Kabbalah program, we had short services throughout each day so that people could come for 20 minutes and hear the chauffeur and take part in some of the holiday delights. We had the chauffeur in the park. We went to Rosenfeld Park for the traditional service of Tashlich. Tashlich, when we throw our sins and ask God to throw our sins into the depths of the sea. We had a, a, a beautiful crowd that came and took part and celebrated our Jewish traditions right there in the open at the park uh, down the road here at Chabad. And then there were the dinners. We had delicious dinners on each night of Rosh Hashanah. And for those that didn't want to come or couldn't come to enjoy the dinners in person, we offered catered dinners to go from our amazing catering by Rachi. So all in all, while we reached so many Jews... Oh, did I mention the uh, chauffeur to your home? That's right. During each of the afternoons, after the services were done here, whether it was the boys or, or uh, the Rabbitson, went to visit homes around the community in walking distance, up to an hour plus of walking in order to bring the chauffeur. Not only that, along the way, you know, walking on the trail, we have a beautiful 
walking and bike trail here in Milford. Out of the blue, people they met said Shana Tova. And then right there on the, on the trail, got to hear the sounding of the shofar. It was unbelievable for us, heartwarming, but it was also unbelievable for the people we met. They were like, you know, I, I never believed I'd be able to celebrate Rosh Hashanah this year. They didn't do it last year because of Corona, this year, Corona or lack of interest. And then right there on the trail, meeting up with the rabbinical students and the Rebetzin, they were able to celebrate and take part in the sounding of the shofar. You know what I mean? Have, as, as the old saying would go, I think it's from an old Western, have shofar, will travel. So that indeed, it, how Rosh Hashanah uh, unfolded here and through Chabad in the greater Milford area. I'd love to hear how your Rosh Hashanah went. Some of you wrote to me of your Rosh Hashanah experiences, even those that were here, you know, everyone experiences things in a different way. There could be 10 people in the same room, and each of the 10 people will experience um, what went on in that room in a different way. And I'd love to hear from you. It's always good to hear, especially constructive criticism. That's the best. If there was something you liked or didn't like, um, something you'd like to see more of, something you'd like to see less of, I'd love to hear from you. Just take a moment and shoot me an email, rabbi at gotchabad.com. R-A-B-B-I at G-O-T-C-H-A-B-A-D.com and tell me how your Rosh Hashanah was and how you felt in this second Corona Rosh Hashanah. Now today is the sixth day in the month of Tishrei. It's the yard site of Rebetzin Chana. Rebetzin Chana is the Rebbe's mother. And today we commemorate her yard site. She passed away in 1955. Nope. Not make that 1965. You see, I'm translating the Hebrew date in my head. And the number was Tuf Shin Chafhei which is 1965. She came to America after her husband passed away in, in uh, exile in Russia in 1944. She made it to America after stopping in Paris in, to, in 1947. And she lived here till 1965. And interestingly, the Rebbe would visit her every single day people would say that they learned all about how to treat their parents by watching the Rebbe because the Rebbe had the weight of world jewelry on his shoulders yet every single day he would walk to her apartment to visit with her see what she needed take care of whatever he could on his own and whatever he needed he delegated to others to help her, and he was always there at her side. Rebbe, at her yard site, would often talk about her greatness and said that in her name, you can see 
the greatness of every Jewish woman. See, her name was Chana. In fact, our daughter, our youngest daughter, who you often hear on the show, her name is Chana, named after the Rebetzin Chana. And Chana is made up of three Hebrew letters. Ches, Nun, and, and a He. And those three Hebrew letters are the first letters of three mitzvahs that are unique to the Jewish woman. And by that, the Rebbe said, she represented the ultimate Jewish beautiful queen. The first letter is Ches, which stands for Chala. And that represents not only the baking of Chala, but in general the kosher laws that take place in the home. As typically, the woman is the mainstay of the home, and she makes sure that all the foods that come in and get prepared in the home are kosher. The second letter is Nun, which stands for Nida, which represents the laws of mikvah and family purity. And the third letter is Hey, which stands for the word Hadlakas Neros, the lighting of the candles which Jewish women light before each Shabbos, on Friday evening before each Shabbos, and on the evening before each of the holidays. And this dates back, all these three mitzvahs date back to our first foremother, our first matriarch, Sarah, Sarah. She was the first one that we know in the Torah kept these mitzvahs, and this was handed down from her to her daughters-in-laws and granddaughters, all the way down until each and every Jewish woman today can take part in these three mitzvahs. May I suggest, today being Rebbe Zinchana's yard site, the date of her passing, the anniversary of her passing, that women across our community reinvigorate their connection to the Jewish mitzvahs through these three prongs. And through them, to bring about a renaissance of Judaism in your own personal homes, as well as in the entire community. The mitzvahs related to kosher, to family purity, and to bringing light into the world at each Shabbos and Yom Tif. In fact, this coming Wednesday evening is going to be Yom Kippur. On uh, the English date is September 15th. Wednesday is September 15th. That evening is Yom Kippur, and we light the candles at 6.37 p.m. That's in the greater Milford area. So you can imagine if you, you, the Jewish woman listening to me right now, make a resolution right now to light the candles this Wednesday evening. If you're going to either be it, do it at home, or if you'd rather, you can come here to Chabad, and we'll have candles for you to light. You can bring light not only to yourself and to your family, but to the entire community. On Rosh Hashanah, one of the big topics that we talked about was based on a song by Eighth Day, which I'm going to play for you shortly. The song is titled Abraham. And in it, we ask the question, Abraham, are we the children you dreamed of are we that shining star you saw that night? You see, the Torah reading that we read 
on Rosh Hashanah talks about the birth of Abraham and Sarah's child. The first child to ever be born as a Jew. And he was Isaac, Yitzchak. Now, you see, Abraham and Sarah longed for years to have a child. If you remember, Sarah was 89, Abraham was 99. When finally they were told that they were going to be, they were blessed, that they were going to have a little boy named Yitzchak, who would become the progenitor. I'm probably saying that wrong. Peter, what's the right way of saying the progeny, the continuation, and the originator of our people? And our tradition holds, and that's why we read it on, on Rosh Hashanah, is that Sarah conceived her child on Rosh Hashanah. And now, 3,700 years later, we ask the question, Abraham, because you dreamed for such a long time to have a child, and God showed you the stars, and He said that the Jewish people, your continuation are going to be, your descendants are going to be like the stars in the sky. We ask the question, are we the children that you dreamed of? Are we the Jews that you, Abraham, imagined on that Rosh Hashanah night almost 4,000 years ago? With all of our challenges and all the problems that face us as, as, a, as a Jewish nation and individually as Jewish people, it often seems like we're not the children that Abraham dreamed of. But the shofar in Rosh Hashanah tells a completely different story. It's a story of a horn that makes a simple sound. You see, our words can be different. We may speak differently than our ancestors spoke. We may even think differently than our ancestors spoke. We may even eat differently than our ancestors spoke. But the shofar is a simple and clear sound of a crying child. It's a child that may not be able to express himself with words. Yet on Rosh Hashanah, God tells us that we should blast the shofar because the shofar represents that sound, that cry, that call that is timeless. That is the same 4,000 years ago as it is today. You know, the Talmud tells us that just every mitzvah we do, God does the same mitzvah. In fact, my boys at their bar mitzvahs memorized a beautiful Hasidic discourse which asks the question, God wears, if we wear tefillin, then God wears tefillin, right? Because every mitzvah he asks us to do, he also does. So if we wear tefillin, God is wearing tefillin. So in our tefillin, it says the verses of Shema Yisrael. Oh, we forgot to say that. We'll do that in a moment. But what is written in God's tefillin? And the Talmud tells us, it's a verse from Chronicles, Mi Yisrael, Who is like your people Israel, a unique nation in the world? So the discussion we talked about in Rosh Hashanah, in 2021, does God still have those words inscribed in His tefillin? Who is like your people Israel, a unique nation in the world? 
Are we those same children that God is excited about, like Abraham should have, would be excited about? And indeed, we are. Let's listen to the song by Eighth Day, Abraham. Are we the children you dreamed of? Are we that shining star you saw at night? Sitting in the hot desert sun You've been told You'd be on the run Down to Egypt To Pharaoh's town To Rome and Spain And many other lands But you open your door to tired men Lonely passes by And angels from heaven Your kindness and your care Were known far and wide Father of a nation Your soul is alive Abram Are we the children that you dreamed of? Call you a Venu. Our Father, our bride, we got your soul inside. Take us home. Take us Every test Now look a small show In the Midwest A child was born Just the other day And all those gathered there Heard his mother say All oh, it's been three thousand years And we've been fighting back all the tears One man's lullaby A nation will survive Father of our people Your dream is alive Abram Are we the children that you dreamed of? Are we that shining star you Children that you dreamed of And with that shining star you saw 
I told a number of amazing stories of Jewish people today who prove time and again that yes, we are the children, the exact children that Abraham dreamed of. We are the children that God writes into his tefillin. Who are like these people, the Jewish people, who are so special and so unique in the world. You know, just recently, in I don't know, I think it was May time, Hamas sent 5,000 rockets and more from Gaza into Israel. They, had, they wanted to flatten homes, they wanted to flatten neighborhoods, and kill thousands of Jews, heaven forbid. Amazingly, this hostility towards Israel around the world and in social media was scary. Celebrities who know about Israel less than I know about the elephant population in Vietnam were busy condemning a country, a democracy, trying to defend their residents over thousands of daily rockets. And I told the story that during that time, there was a Jewish soccer player named Tomer Hemed who scored two goals for his New Zealand club in a very important match against the Melbourne City. And with less than three minutes remaining in regulation time, this Jewish soccer player, his team, the A-League Wellington Phoenix, were trailing 2-1. to one. And it seemed like they dropped the game to their opponents. And then, in an amazing feat of athleticism, this Jewish boy, Tomer Hamed, slid past the defender and deflected a teammate's centering kick past a leaping goaltender for the game-tying goal. But what he did after, guaranteed, made Abraham's heart swell from joy and stayed with spectators for longer than the goal itself. Tomer instinctively reached into, into his jer- jersey, took out a small white keeper, covered his head with a yarmulke, and then covered his eyes with his right hand like we do here on the show each week, and said, Shmai Yisrael Hashem Elokeinu Hashem Echad, this Judaism's most central declaration. Now I want to tell you something. That earlier in the game, when he scored his, scored his first goal, he took out an Israeli flag and he wrapped himself in an Israeli flag. And everyone was upset about it. 
Why are you bringing politics into this? But it didn't matter to him. Despite the social pressure, he knew that he is Jewish and he is proud of it. And he stands up for his people and he stands up for the truth. As rockets continue to rain down on cities in Israel, Hamed's show of Jewish pride brought inspiration not just to those who were watching at that time, but to millions who have watched that viral video on social media. And then, last uh, a week and a half ago, when I saw Prime Minister of Israel, Naftali Bennett, walk into the White House as the Prime Minister of Israel to meet the President, and he's wearing a kippah on his head. And then, right there in the White House, they had to make a, sh- a makeshift shul, a makeshift synagogue, so that he can pray while he was there, because a Jew prays three times a day. And he made sure there were kosher meals for himself and for all of his entourage over Shabbos. Seeing that, I said to myself, yes, Abraham, we are the children you dreamt of. Thousands of years later, our people live as proud Jews, spreading its light and values. So as we prepare for Yom Kippur, don't let anyone tell you that we are not as good as our ancestors. We are as good as them, and in some ways we are better than them. We are going to be the ones to bring all of their dreams to fruition with the coming of Mashiach. Those mitzvahs that we do, as insignificant as they may seem to us, are huge in God's eyes, are huge in Abraham's eyes, and should be huge in your eyes. When you take a moment to help someone out, when you take a moment to say the Shema, when you take a moment to give some charity, every mitzvah you do, you fast on Yom Kippur, good for you, even if you didn't end up in Shul. You went to Shul, even better. You heard the show from Rosh Hashanah, awesome. Every mitzvah we do, no matter how small and insignificant it may seem, is huge, not only for yourself, but to the entire Jewish people. So now let's do a mitzvah and a prayer for the day. Take a yarmulke, put it on your head, or anything else on your head. A hat is also good. And let's say together, cover your eyes with your right hand, Shema Yisrael Adonai Eloheinu Adonai Echad Baruch Shem Kivod Malchuso Le'olam Va'ed. Do you have a pushka? Do you have some coins? Before Yom Kippur, it's especially an auspicious time to give tzedakah. In fact, on the eve of Yom Kippur, we're supposed to look for as many people and, 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 and organizations to support, to get as many merits as possible before the moments, the day of awe of Yom Kippur. So here, take a coin or a bill and put it in the pushka or your makeshift pushka at home. And now if you have a drink, please hold it in your hand and say together with me, Baruch Ata Adonai Eloheinu Melech HaOlam Shehakol Nihiya Bidvaro. And indeed, let's be thankful for all the blessings that God bestowed upon us in the past 
and as God will bestow upon us in the future. Start your morning with a blessing. Say, how do you do? To the lovely world around you and the one who created you. These blessings, they surround us in everything we do. From the sunrise to the moonlight, they'll be right in front of you. Give a blessing when you can. Learn to bless each other. When something don't feel right, give strength to one another. Give a blessing when you can. Learn to bless each other. When something don't feel right, give strength to one another. Day I sing your song, there are times to try and prove you wrong, and I know that I just need to try some love. So snap a picture, self yourself, learn to frame your situation. If you think you know it all, you're missing out some of that information. Oh, give a blessing when you can, learn to bless each other. When something don't feel right, give strength to one another. Give a blessing when you can, learn to bless each other. Something don't feel right, give strength to one another. Someone who's always on your mind, someone that always falls behind, someone you know that just feeling low. Give them a blessing, make them feel right. Cause you have a soul and they have a soul and you got the power. Just give it all and give them a breath and make them feel right. And you have the power to bring down their life. Give them blessing when you can Learn to bless each other When something don't feel right Give strength to one another Give them blessing when you can Learn to bless each other When something don't feel right Give strength to one another Someone just texted me asking about when the fast begins. So the fast begins this Wednesday, September 15th at 637. This is in our uh, area here. And it goes through um, Thursday evening, September 16th at 735 uh, p.m. So it's, it's about a 25 hour fast, just over 25 hours. Um, and we, uh, the most important part of Yom Kippur, you know, this everything has, you know, you put things in perspective. What's most important to be done? What's second most important to be done? So the most important thing to do on Yom Kippur is to fast, not to eat or drink, starting at six thirty-seven all the way to the next night at seven thirty-five. Like and your time might be off by a few minutes depending where you live, but in the Greater Milford area, those are the times. <coughs> Excuse me. The second most important thing is to to pray and to ask God for forgiveness. And we do that, uh, there's the, the standard prayers that we have in the Siddur, known as the Machzer, the special Yom Kippur Siddur is known as a Machzer. 
And we have exactly the, the format of prayer. And you, on our website, you can actually get a uh, truncated sitter, a sitter that has the most important prayers in them. It's the, the prayer, the sitter that we use for our truncated service. And you can download it on our website, jewishma.com, which is our website for all of our high holiday uh, programs. So um, the things you need to know. We light candles at 637. At Chabad, we're going to get together at 6.15 p.m. on Wednesday, uh, September 15th. 6.15 p.m., we get together. We have the annual uh, uh, blessing of our children where the parents not only write a blessing on a piece of paper, and then that paper is placed on the bima, in the center of the shul throughout the entire services of Rosh Hashanah. It's a really beautiful moment where each parent can write down on a piece of paper the blessings they want for the children that year, and that gets placed on uh, the bima, and then after uh, Rosh Hashanah, we take that and place it at the OL uh, so that you receive all of the blessings you want and deserve. So that takes place at 6.15 p.m. And following the blessing of our children, which as I said, was it gets written and as well as said in words to our children. If our children aren't here, we say them with our children in mind. Then we go on to the Kol Nidre service, um, which begins right after that. So 6.15 p.m. is a time to come. Uh, go to our website to sign up, jewishma.com, to register free of charge to join us for that and any of the other services. Then on Thursday morning, we're having our traditional indoor service at 10.30 a.m. Outdoors, we're going to have a family program like we did on Rosh Hashanah at 11.15 p.m. Um, you must reserve for that. That's for children with their parents and adults. I know some people signed up for it, Rosh Hashanah. If you don't have children younger than Bar Bat Mitzvah, you know, younger than 12 and 13 years old, um, then this is not for you. The outdoor um, family program is only for those who are coming with children or grandchildren. Um, and you take part, it's, it's about 45 minutes from 11.15 till 12, and then the children will receive some uh, refreshments um, to eat. Yes, it's a fast day, but that is not for children. Only adults need to fast. Children that are, you know, girls and boys that are 11 or 12, um, a girl at 12 for sure and a boy at 13 for sure, but even before that should try to fast. But younger children definitely do not have to fast and they can eat. F following that, at about 12 o'clock, we're going to do the Yiska Memorial Service, which takes place indoors and outdoors. So you can... Whether you want to join the outdoor service or you want to join the indoor service, you can come at 12 o'clock uh, for the Yisker. And that will be followed by a truncated service, a short service. Uh, we, we will recite the important uh, sections of the service. And then Rachi will do her famous Kabbalah meditation program for those who are outside for the truncated service. And then in the afternoon, we have an, a, a Mincha service at 5 p.m. followed by Neila, which is the closing service and as you may know and remember from the past years, most people think of the Ne'ilah as the closing service of the day and God closes the gates to His palace and we stand on the outside. The Rebbe explains to us that that service is the most important service because it's the fifth service of the day. And the fifth service represents the deepest level of our soul. And at that place in our soul we are one with God and there's nothing that can stand between us and God and therefore at that service not only are we not outside the gates but rather we are inside the gates with God 
inside the palace with him as we go into the new year. And then there's a, a, a chauffeur blast that we do at the end of the uh, day at 7.15 p.m., uh, roughly 7.15 p.m., we blast the one long blast of the chauffeur. And then the fast ends at 7.35, and we have this wicked good break fast that we do every year with bagels, lox, cream cheese, and all sorts of amazing, amazing, and we get the special New York bagels. We don't get any bagels. We get special bagels uh, that come in uh, imported from New York. And you don't want to miss any of this. And we, we'd love you to come for anything, whether it's for Kol Nidre or for the morning service or the Yisker or the evening service or the chauffeur blast or the break the fast. Whatever it is, we'd love you to join us. And all you got to do is go to our website, www.jewishma.com. J-E-W-I-S-H-M-A.com. M-A as in Massachusetts. Dot com. And sign up for uh, any of the services and we'll make sure to do our best that this um, encounter should be a, an exciting encounter, an amazing encounter for you, and an enjoyable one. But most importantly, most importantly, after, after Rosh Hashanah, after Yom Kippur, the days of awe, then we come to the holiday of Sukkot. Sukkot is known as the time of our rejoicing, the time of celebration, and we have a lot going on. So firstly, we have... Uh, dinners in the sukkah because during sukkahs we eat outside in, on, in a special booth called uh, sukkah and we invite you to join us for the various um, meals if you'd like to pick a meal to join us it's a, it's a wonderful exciting time to sit outside the weather should be beautiful and we and we sit in, under the sukkah under the schach and take part in delicious holiday dinners and you can join us it's all on our website if you go to the Jewish MA website, there's a link to Sukkot dinners. Click on that, and you can join us um, for that. Also, you know, I announced yesterday that the last day to order a Lulav and Esrog set is on, uh, it was last night, but I got a few uh, more minutes that if you'd like to order a Lulav and Esrog set on our Sukkot website, again, after Jewish MA, click on um, where it says... Um, on the Jewish Abbey website, it says Sukkah Dinners. Click on that, and then on that mini site, you can click on the various uh, menus on top, and you can still order a Lulav and Esrik set. If you didn't order it yet, order it before this afternoon, and we'll be able to have one for you. And we have a couple of exciting events happening during um, Sukkot. So firstly, if you want to join us, it's a mitzvah to shake the Lulav every single day. If you'd like to take a 10-minute slot, and join us just to have um, um, a coffee or another drink and shake the little Vanessa each of the days. You can go to our website and you can pick which uh, day you'd like to come and which time slot you'd like. So we have you know, time slots every half hour in the morning and then again in the afternoon and evening. Pick a time slot you'd like to come and either myself or Rahi will take the time and spend with you to shake the lulav, have a drink, maybe a bite to eat in the sukkah. But then also, on Sunday, September 26th, we're having a lunch and drum circle, and we invite the entire community to join us. We're going to enjoy a, a, a delicious lunch. For some people, it's a brunch at 12 o'clock. But we also have an awesome drum circle. Orthoday is going to be coming to run a drum circle for us, and it'll bring your family together to celebrate the holiday of circus in the natural habitat. This is a program for adults and for children. 
So you don't want to miss this. Go to our website, again, jewishma.com. Click on the Sukkot uh, link and join us for the special drum circle in the Sukkah. Okay, so you know about the days of awe, you know about the days of joy, but what about Simchas Torah? Simchas Torah is the ultimate joy. The ultimate joy of the year happens on Simchas Torah. And this year we have a a huge dinner prepared for you and your family on Tuesday, September 28th. The evening at night, Tuesday, September 28th, we're going to get together for a huge dinner party at 6.15 p.m., which will include kosher subs, New York deli, franks and blanks, matzo bowl of vegetable soup, kugels and knishes and sushi and gefilte fish, and so much more. Of course, there'll be soft drinks for the kids and l'chaims for the adults. And we have a special program that works out really well. We know it's a school night, so it works out really well where we have dinner, then we have a special family program, and then immediately a special celebration that the children can take part of, and then the children will be able to go home early enough, after dancing with the Torah, will be able to go home early enough so that they can get up early for school. So, it's a holiday, and I know we do understand that the kids need to get home early, so we will have the opportunity for the kids to celebrate and then to go home. So it's a huge dinner, which is uh, sponsored each year in honor uh, and in memory of Stephen Gilmeister, and that happens this year, Tuesday, September 28th at 6.15 p.m. And then on Wednesday, September 29th at 11 a.m., we have the opportunity to conclude reading of the entire Torah and to start the Torah over again every year as we complete the Torah and then we start it over again. We have a huge brunch which takes place September 29th at 11 a.m. And the brunch includes salads and gefilte fish and herring and kugels and knishes, um, cakes, juices, an open bar for l'chaims and more. So if you want to join us for any of this, go to our website, to the Sukkot website. I'm going to send out emails about this and indeed, actually, all of these dates and times are already in our calendar. So you should have received the calendar a long time ago. If you didn't, reach out to me, rabbi at gotchabad.com, R-A-B-B-I at G-O-T-C-H-A-B-A-D.com, and I'll make sure to get a calendar to you. But you got to reach out to us in order for us to know that you didn't receive the calendar. So go to our website, jewishma.com, and join us for these amazing programs. You don't want to miss them. Um, this is what makes Judaism... Judaism. You know, Rosh Hashanah is a great time. We had the chauffeur, we eat apples dipped in honey. Yom Kippur is a day of awe and inspiration, but it's solemn. While it's joyful, it's solemn. And then you have Sukkot and Simchas Torah. And as much, if you celebrated and commemorated Rosh Hashanah Yom Kippur, you definitely can't miss the commemoration of Sukkot and Simchas Torah. That's where it's all at. The celebration of Jewish life, as the tagline at Chabad is, Judaism with joy, not the oi. So you want that. You want to take part in Judaism, the joy, and not the oi. So, again, go to our website, register. It's free of charge. Register and take part in uh, these exciting uh, programs. 
you know, I, I was thinking, I said, if you were at Rosh Hashanah Yom Kippur, you definitely have to be at, at, at Simchas Torah. I should add to that. If you weren't at Rosh Hashanah Yom Kippur, then for sure you need to be at Simchas Torah. You don't want to miss it. JewishMA.com. Click on the uh, dinner and uh, party link or the Sukkot dinner link or whatever the link's up there. Click on them and register to join us. Jumping back to Yom Kippur for a second. I heard a story recently about a Jew who had a private audience with the Rebbe. He was a Jew who in his earlier life actively and publicly spoke out or went or did things against the Rebbe or the the, uh, teachings of the Rebbe. You know, anyone who does anything good is going to have detractors and the Rebbe is no different. So this guy who found out really the truth about the Rebbe came to visit the Rebbe and he he came to apologize. He said, I'm sorry. I'm sorry for being an opponent of yours in the past. I used to criticize you publicly. I was very strong against it. I was wrong and I regret it. And he would have continued, but the Rebbe softly interrupted him. And the Yiddish word of the day brought to you by Kate's Financial Services, the Rebbe said to him, Was is mit jetzt? Was is mit jetzt? How about now? Jetzt is now. So he answered in Yiddish, Jetzt is asach besser. Right now, uh, it's a lot better. I'm I'm not doing that anymore. So the Rebbe continued and said, Lomir redden wegen jetzt. If that's the case, let us discuss the here and now. In other words, the Rebbe completely waved away the entire subject of what he did in the past, and the Rebbe then proceeded to discuss with him the pressing issues of the moment, and the relationship blossomed over the years, and the Rebbe never again, throughout their relationship and acquaintance, the Rebbe never referred or even hinted back to the way the person acted in the past. And I was thinking about the story and I, I realize it's a, a, a great analogy of the way a Jew should interact with God during this time of the year. You know, it's, you know there's a temptation to focus on the sins of the past. We, we beat our chests when it comes to talking about the mistakes we did in the past. And indeed, that's part of the liturgy and the prayers of Yom Kippur. And we think to ourselves, after all, that's what Yom Kippur is all about. It's a time of atonement, a time of sorrow. So that should be our complete focus. But the previous Lubavitcher Rebbe once described the process of repentance as a continuum. It starts from the point of regretting the past. But then, most importantly, it proceeds to transforming the present. And when you transform the present correctly you are automatically making commitments for the future. So when someone is acting properly now, doing the right thing in the here and now, this automatically affects also the past. It makes the cleansing of the past and the mistakes of the past just part of our history. But it's completely cleansed and completely changed because the now is good. So fixing the past affects the pa- I'm sorry, fixing the present affects 
the past, but it also impacts the future. The promises we make today are the biggest determining factor of the person that you will become. See, if you just make resolutions for the future, people who make resolutions by the new year, I'm going to start exercising. In two weeks, I'm going to start going to the gym. You know, when the gym reopens, I'm going to start eating better. I'm going to start, I'm going to stop smoking. I'm going to start doing all sorts of good things. In six months, in a year, oh, my 10-year plan is to do this and do that. It's very easy to push off and delay making a change. Relying on future resolutions and commitments to actualize our potential doesn't work. However, if the yet, if the now is changed, then the future will automatically be changed. The only real way to affect a transformation is to start right now. Now is the time. Right now when we're coming to Yom Kippur and when we are at Yom Kippur is the time to make a real change. So if you weren't thinking about taking part in Yom Kippur, now is the time to decide to do it because that will make the change that you need in your life so that everything in the future is changed to the better. It must. The only way for it to happen is to start now. There's a beautiful Yiddish song. I know we haven't played Yiddish songs in a while, but there's a beautiful Yiddish song which is sung by uh, Benny Friedman, but it comes from the uh, famous Yiddish songwriter, Yom Tverlech. And it's a call to his fellow Jews, Lomrizich umkeren Yidalach. Yidalach is an endearing way of saying, my fellow Jews. Lomrizich umkeren is let us return. We have to turn around, my fellow Jew. And it paints this picture of a group of Jews that are on a train ride to an exciting destination when one of them discovers that the train is going in the wrong direction. So in great worry, he goes from person to person and he starts telling them about the problem. And he encourages them, he's trying to encourage them that they should let us return, my fellow Jews. It's a simple message and it's a, a metaphor for a Jewish person encouraging others at the time of Yom Kippur to repent, to return, but there's some added depth to the actual words that he says. Lamir zichum kenen. Let me let me break it down for you. First, the first word is lamir. The Yiddish word lamir means let us, and his words are an invitation. It's not a decree. He doesn't say repent. You know the story about the uh, the uh, two people of the you know religious leaders are standing on a road with a uh, sign that says turn around. The end is near. And they're standing on the road there, right before a bridge, and this guy drives by, and he screams out to these uh, religious guys, you guys are, are religious fanatics, stop making us crazy. Anyway, he drives off onto the uh, bridge, and they hear a splash as his car goes over the end of the bridge and falls into the water, and one of these religious leaders says to the other, you think maybe we should change the sign which says, return or go back, the bridge is broken, bada boom. So he doesn't, this guy doesn't run around screaming, you should return, you should repent. He says, we have to turn around. Let's do this together. And that's why his fellow Yidalach listened to him. And he says, the man's encouraging a turnaround, not as an outsider, he's not a preacher, he's not speaking from some lofty place, he's right there with them, in the thick of the problem. If they don't decide to turn around, 
he also won't reach his destination. His call is for a course of correction, not a directive. It's, it's from the depths of his heart. Again, that's why they listen to him. And he says the word umkeren. You know, he doesn't call for repentance. But rather, the real word in Hebrew for repentance is teshuva, which means to return. He doesn't encourage them to improve. He encourages them to return. And the implication is very, very important. Repentance talks about becoming a whole new person. What, not what you are. You're going to change yourself. You're going to be different. Here he's not asking anyone to change. And God is not asking us to change. Not asking us to be something we were different in the, in the past. We simply are being urged to be true to ourselves. To return to our real selves. To align ourselves with, the, with our lives and our deepest, truest identity. Which is the neshama. The Jewish soul. And again, that's why they listen to him. And lastly, he says, Yidalach. He calls out to his fellow Jews just like that. My fellow Jews. He uses a term of endearment. Yidalach. Just like you might say to a child, My shein and kinderlach. My, my amazing children. He encourages them to return, not because of who he wants them to be, but because he, who he knows they are. His invitation for everyone to pull together and turn things around is an invitation driven by his love for his fellow Jew. He's motivated not by a desire to point out the other person's flaws, but rather by a desire to bring out the other person's greatest strengths and deepest qualities. And that's why they listen to him. And that's indeed what we're going to do on Yom Kippur. Let us return. Let us turn back to the way we were and truly are, my fellow Jews. Enjoy this Yiddish song, completely in Yiddish. We'll be back right after. Hashem don't need weit auf die Wegen, not rein full mit Menschen es vor. Ein Train vor gleich und der zweite rankegen, neider zu sich auf sein Ohr. Vorn sich jeden verrückt in der Winkel, neider rein zu sich vor. Dies Zeit auf nen Minche, es ist ein Baltunkel und fremd und bekannt ist der Ohr. Einer geht zu zum Kondoktor im Fregen und kommt gleich zurück mit der Qual. Wir haben verblondet euch von der Wegen, wir müssen sich umkehren bald. Euch lasst mir sich umkehren, jederlei, zurück euch den richtigen Weg. Schneller noch ein, 
Stein, alleinige Train, a Heimbau zurück wird der Frieden. Ich muss gewinnen, ich muss gewinnen, ich muss geschenken, ich muss geschenken, a sonst soll ich schon mehr nicht packen. Let us together return, my fellow Jews. Let us together return, my fellow brothers and sisters. I look forward to seeing you this coming uh, Yom Kippur on this coming Wednesday evening, Thursday. All you got to do is go to our website. I'll run through the dates one more time. This uh, Wednesday evening, September 15th at 6.15 p.m., and then Thursday, September 16th, throughout the day, various times. Sukkot begins on the evening, four days later, the evening of Monday, uh, September 20th. We have the opportunity to eat in our sukkah, to shake the lul of an esrig. We have services during the holiday. We have a special program every day where you can come and shake the lulav, take a 10-minute slot in the morning or in the afternoon and evening to shake the lul of an esrig. Then we have, of course, our um, amazing... Uh, lunch on Sunday, September 26th with um, with the drum circle, with Ortho Day drum circle. And finally, the climax of the entire holiday season happens on September 28th. That's on Simchas Torah. It begins that evening, September 28th. We have a, a huge dinner party sponsored in, uh, by uh, Bracha Gilmeister in honor and in memory of Stephen Gilmeister, and that begins at 6.15 p.m. for adults, for children. We have foods, all different kinds of foods. Then the next morning, on uh, September 29th, we have a huge brunch sponsored by uh, the Cateses in honor of Jeff Cates's, um father's yard site. And that begins at 11 a.m. Whatever it is, we'd love to see you, to celebrate with you. One thing or another thing, we'd love you to join us. And be there with us, and so we can say Lamir Tzuzam, and let's together, let's do this together. Ladies and gentlemen, it was a joy being with you today. I hope you had a good time as much as I did, enjoying the music, the topics we talked about. Rachi and the kids, join me in wishing you a Gemar Chasima Tova, that you have a complete uh, blessing for a good and sweet year. And remember, your next deed will really change the world. So make it a good one. L'chaim!
You've been listening to Sunday Schmooze with Rabbi Mendy Kievman from the Chabad House Jewish Community Center on Cedar Street in Milford. For more information on the Chabad House, including upcoming events, adult programs, Hebrew school, and more, visit gotchabad.com. That's G-O-T-C-H-A-B-A-D.com. Shalom.